Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. And it is officially time for us, The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. <laughs> I'm Neil Michaels. Today is New Year's Eve. <laughs> Boy, Just, you really did have a memorable Christmas, didn't you? <laughs> well, it's, you'd think a memorable Christmas, I could remember something, but no. You would, th- you would think. That's, to quote that, Barry Manilow, just another New Year's Eve. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Have you noticed that most of the music regarding New Year's is depressing? Oh, yeah. Like Barry Manilow's, uh, it's just another New Year's Eve. Basically, the song is like, don't worry about it. It's just a day. Yeah. It, Dan Fogelberg's old anxiety. He meets a, mm-hmm. uh, his old lover in the grocery store. and Same old anxiety. Cry. Yeah. It's, it's great music, but... Gosh, it makes you want to drink, which I guess that's the point. (laughs) That's it, exactly. (laughs) So you said last year, I believe, on this very show, Mm -hmm. you said you had a bunch of New Year's resolutions and you weren't going to do any of them because you don't really believe in them. Right. You're absolutely right. But yet you have them. Well, you, you know, you have to because people always say, what's your New Year's resolution? And if you say... Uh, nothing. They look at you like you're some sort of cretin. Right. So I always tell them, I mean, and I tell people, I told them when they asked me last year that uh, this year I, I resolved to lose 10 pounds hmm. and I checked yesterday and I, I only have 14 left to go. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah. My wife had a new year's resolution to, to lose 225 pounds. And I was like, so divorce me. And she's like, yeah, that's pretty much, that was the joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, how do you lose 150 pounds of ugly fat in a divorce? Right. Gotcha. So what about this year? Come on. Um, I'm going to uh, be here when it's necessary, and I may actually research some of the guests we have. Well, that would be a huge step in the right direction. <laughs> a big change. <laughs> You know what? For just for that, I'll double your salary. Hey, all righty then. <laughs> yeah. So, right before Christmas, I went mm-hmm. to I went back to the East Coast. As people have who are listening on a regular basis figured out, I live in San Diego, mm-hmm. and blah blah. The weather's great, all that kind of stuff. And my kids yeah. most of the time don't care about it, except this time of year they really hate me when I say I left it. It was seventy degrees, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Go back to seventy degrees." So when I got there, it was 55 for the first three days. And I'm thinking to myself, this is John Ashton golf weather. It is. 55, Mm -hmm. go get out there and play. Oh, yeah. And then it rained like hell. And then the day after that, the winds came in and it was 39 degrees and blustery. And I heard the words that no West Coaster has ever heard, which is wind chill factor. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that was like 31. And I'm Mm -hmm. driving to Dulles Airport and... On the little car that I had rented, a little blink, 
comes on and it says, icy conditions possible ahead. And yes. I was like, get me on that plane. Get <laughs> <laughs> Other things you don't want to see. And hopefully that plane knows the icy conditions. So exactly. They can get get, de -ice get off and de-ice it and get me out of here. And we won't yeah. talk about that anymore. And I got one but, the other day on my phone that just said, black ice possible in road. Wow. And of course, you're looking at that and you hit a patch of black ice and you're done. And it's like, mm -hmm. can I sue the company, the car company? <laughs> you distracted me. Well, yeah. when I was there... I gave my kids mm -hmm. their Christmas gifts, and there were a bunch from Amazon that they just opened up. But the one that really got them was their master classes. I had told you before that I was going to give one to my daughter and one to my son, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. I gave one to my son and one to his wife because his wife is an actress. So I thought, well, maybe she can join you in your class, your Helen Mirren class. So <laughs> they were super excited. They were like, what better than a year's worth of knowledge that I can use pretty much anytime I want to? And I yes. was like, you got it. That's the spirit. And you don't want your daughter writing songs that sound like John Legend songs. I, I don't. And she's already got songwriting abilities that, well, no, let's, let's face it. I was cheap. It was a buy one, get one. And I had to decide <laughs> who to give it to. And that, you know, the, the cool thing about the buy one, get one is, okay, I know who I'm giving this to. Now I have to figure out who gets the other one. That's not mm -hmm. a bad position to be in. Somebody oh, else is going to get something really amazing. And you don't have to actually tell them that, hey, this is a class with Helen Mirren I'm giving you. You can say, hey, this is a class I'm giving you from Masterclass. You can decide what class you want, what professor you want. There's there's over, what, 180 different ones to choose from. That's really interesting. I will check back with them and find out because I didn't say you're taking a class with this. And I said that there's an acting class available and a voiceover uh -huh. class available. But uh -huh. my son likes to cook. He may end up taking a cooking class. That's right. I mean, a lot of times people think I know everything there is to know about what my chosen profession is. Right. Maybe I should branch out into something else that I would enjoy. That's an excellent thought. And it is a great way to be able to learn something that's sort of been on your fringes for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. Here's my challenge to you, Grumpy. Yes. Since you didn't love Christmas and you're struggling with New Year's resolutions, how about uh -huh. this for a New Year's resolution? Okay. Learn something new from one of Masterclass's expert professors. I am doing that. But we should like encourage other people to do that. We should. Sit back and think, what is it that you would really, really love to do? You really love to cook? Do you need mm -hmm. to learn some business techniques? You want to maybe know how to negotiate better? You know, Chris Voss is a teacher at uh, Masterclass. You know, you want to learn how to write? You've got the great American novel in the back of your head, just can't get it on paper. Whatever you want to do, you can go to Masterclass. You can find the class. You can find the appropriate teacher and sign up for $10 a month. That's crazy. I still don't believe that. I still, I, I, we've been reading that for five weeks now and $10 a month, $120 a year, plus a free one. It's yeah. really $5 a month when you break it down like that. Exactly. Membership started 120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one -on -one classes. That's a good thing too. They're one-on-one -on -one classes, you know, yeah. you can, and, and they're recorded. You can watch them whenever you feel like it and over 180 masterclass instructors. So the buy one, get one, it's still going on. We can still hook you up. All you have to do is go to 
masterclass.com slash approach. Easy enough. Right? Two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash approach. One more time for the slow ones in the audience. It's masterclass.com slash approach. Offer terms apply. Why is it that when you say, I'm going to say this one more time for the slow people in the audience, you always look right at me. <laughs> masterclass.com slash approach ten dollars a month buy one get one i got it i i, I got it john and there's two it. p's in approach i'm so excited about that and i'm so excited about our guest today because we're, we're going to give you a holiday gift by not doing an athlete by not working with this is one of those people who when you and I get together at a cocktail party, we would pull her aside and we would talk old DJ stuff for the entire night. So that's what we're going to do today instead. We will be talking to a, a woman who suffers from the same disease that we have had all our lives. Which is? Ego problems. <laughs> <laughs> they call it ego DJitis. Christine Stone from Sirius XM Radio will be joining us shortly. And here's the funny part. She's a crazy golf fanatic, even though she's a mostly classic rock DJ. So we'll be talking to her about music. We'll be talking to her about Sirius XM. And we'll talk to her about golf when she joins us. And that will happen immediately, if not sooner. Hang out. We'll be right back. We are The Approach Show. The Approach Shot. The golf show that's more laughs than links. Nine-year veteran of Major League Baseball, Steve Psycho Lion. Is it the same thing when you're facing a, a fastball? It seems longer to get there than the minuscule amount of time it actually takes to travel that far. No! No! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Download an episode or two of The Approach Shot today at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. And thanks for hanging. Thanks for coming back. We really appreciate the second part. We are the approach shot. I am John Ashton. I'm Neil Michaels. Are people going to come back and after the break and think, I wonder if they're here? Of course we're here. Where else would we be? It's, no, it's the magic of radio. You talk to one person. Today, and whoever the one was that came back said, hey, they knew me. I'm yeah. so glad that that one person did. Otherwise, we'd be talking to each other, which we do way too much. Today, we're also going to be talking with someone who is known as Stoner, Stony, Baloney, and the mother of rock. We just call her Christine because that's her name. Christine Stone from Sirius XM. Welcome to the Approach Shot. John and Neil, thank you so much. That's funny. Those nicknames are quite old. Are they? Um, yeah, like Stoner, that was before kids, you know. I mean, it's my last name, of course, but yeah. it was also a lifestyle. <laughs> and I was so, going to ask you that, so thanks then, for getting that out of the way. And then the kids showed early. up and you had to explain it, so we stopped calling you that. I got you. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, kids change everything. So where were you before Sirius XM became a thing? Oh, I did the gamut around Connecticut radio. That's where I am now is Connecticut. Okay. So, um, yeah, I worked at 95.9 The Fox, and I worked at 95.1, I-95, mm -hmm. HCN in Hartford, PLR mm -hmm. in New Haven, MRQ in Hartford. You started at WWCO in Waterbury. 
I forgot to mention the first one. Yeah, I did. I thought I would throw that in for you in case any of those people were. That's so funny. Yeah, that that was a little AM station in Waterbury, Connecticut. I took that job because it was the midday show. Nobody gets their first gig in radio doing the midday. You know, it's usually overnight. (laughs) It puts you in the graveyard. I was lucky to do um, 10 to 3 out in Waterbury. And that was only for like nine months. And then I went to the Fox in Norwalk. Connecticut. The 10 to 3 shift is the only one that allows you to have a regular life. Because if you're doing mornings, you're up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. You got to get to the station, get prepped, do all that. If you're doing 3 to 7, then by the time you're done, you do a production shift afterward, you get home at 8 or 8.30. So 10 to 3 gives you the chance to get in at 9 and leave at 5. And yet it's not the sexy day part. It's not. um, You know, I guess uh, a lot of people aren't in their cars for local stations. Um, you know, now it's serious. It's um, serious XM. It's a nationwide platform. So part mm-hmm. of my um, part of my shows are, you know, West Coast. So, yeah, I have to be mindful of that. With Sirius XM since 2001, which is was that at the very beginning or was Sirius XM around for a few years before you came in? It's funny. Um, yeah, I started two weeks before 9-11. And oh, wow. um, that was super bizarre. They used to be called CD Radio, which was back in the 90s, and it was doing unbelievably well on Wall Street. And then we actually went live in February of 2002, and XM had already been broadcasting from Washington, D.C. at that time. In 2008, we merged with XM. So there's, there's our new moniker now, but it's not so new anymore. No, not at all. So did you ever have a real job? I I had one um, job out of college and that was, uh, I was a sales rep for the Hertz corporation rental Mm -hmm. cars. And we, I used to do bookings for corporate, you know, uh, corporate bookings. And I did that for, I'm going to say four months. And then I got that radio job and I was gone. (laughs) But I took about a $10,000 pay cut to do that because, you know, in 1989, I think I was making $22,000 at Hertz. But I was making 12 and a half, uh, you know, at that state in Waterbury. And we're we're probably one of the higher paid people on the air. They used to entice people to come on the radio and say, hey, we've got a disc jockey gig for you. It's minimum wage and all the records you can carry home. <laughs> and people used to take them because they wanted to do that job for yeah. they were sick. There is a lot of appeal. Um, you know, I used to be married to a doctor and we would go to gatherings, parties, dinner parties, whatever. They would ask us what we do. And Neil would say, I'm a doctor. And I would say, I'm a DJ. And they're like, oh, a DJ. Like the guy who sings lives doesn't, you know, it's like. Right. You don't do much. All you do, all you do is save people's lives. But she plays on the radio. My wife and I, she's a critical care nurse. And we have had this discussion because I did when in Louisville, especially I did mornings most of my career. But I did uh, mornings here in Louisville for 12 years. And I'd sleep in two shifts, nine at night to three in the morning. And then I'd get home around 11, 1130. And I'd sleep from like noon to four. And, you know, my wife would say. Uh, you've got to do this. We've got this. You should take it. And I said, I got to take a nap. You work four hours a day. What makes you so tired? And I'd explain, <laughs> you know, the prep. My entire life is show prep. Everything that happens in my life is going to make it on the radio one way or the other. And she'd say, 
yeah, but you make a mistake, someone doesn't laugh. I make a mistake, someone dies. I go, I'm not saying I work harder than you. <laughs> right. like I'm tired. <laughs> it's just two totally different animals. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't think my ex-husband ever took my career seriously. He might now, but it's too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah too late. That's what makes you an ex. <laughs> I remember working at a at an AM station in Virginia, and my um, co-host, we did mornings, my co-host was Gene Baxter, who was, um, went on to become the Bean in Kevin and the Bean on K-Rock in Los Angeles. So he, you know, he did well, and I'm here with John. And um, <laughs> <Lucky> you. <laughs> and, and we worked for $90 a week, because the general manager said, the morning show pays $180. If you guys both want this, you split it. And we looked at each other and we were like, okay. Well, everybody maintains um, that they're not in this business to get rich. But I mean, when you see Howard Stern and how well he's done, you know, I guess he is one in a million, really. And the rest yeah. of us are a dime a dozen. Oh, no, the, the, yeah. the, bean, the bean made 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 so much money that he had his own island in lived on his own island in, in Puget Sound. And I'm like, didn't we start together? Shouldn't there be some kind of sharing? Shouldn't there be something? He was like, I don't know. Something retroactive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm sorry. Who are you again? Well, so, Christy, you can, you can appreciate this being a Connecticut native is uh, I went to high school. I, I moved from Boston, which is where I fell in love with radio to New York city. And I got a gig. My dad was a minister and he got me a gig with the, it's the Council of Churches of the City of New York Department of Radio and Television. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But one right. day they gave me a bunch of tapes because they did a lot of public service programs on the New York stations. And they gave me three little reels of tape and they said, take this down to WABC and make sure the guy puts it together correctly. So I did that. I trundled on down to WABC. I walked into that production room, told the engineer what to do, sat down and he looked at me and he said, would you like to go wait in the air studio while I get this done? <laughs> hey, went, that's that's really where you want to be, right? In the air I sat, studio. The I action. sat in with Dan Ingram for 45 minutes. Dan yeah. Ingram. Yes, yeah, that, probably that, the that. best top 40 disc jockey ever. Love um, Dan. I grew up yeah. listening to Dan. Yes, he was, he was just phenomenal. And just, it was 1971 and just sitting in that studio. It was just like, Oh God, I got to do this when I get out of here. I remember those guys. Yeah. You get bitten by the bug. I mean, um, who else was there? Harry Harrison. Harry Harrison was doing mornings, uh, Morning there. Wrote, wrote up, wrote up in the elevator, rode down in the elevator with uh, cousin Brucey. Nice. nice. He was with us for a while. Yeah. yeah. He was. Yeah. Speaking of, yes. you've yeah. done now, you've been doing this for long enough. Your niche is the classic rock niche right off the top of your head. Give us like your, Two or three favorite acts and why? Well, I um, would have to say Led Zeppelin first because they're just, I mean, there's so much a part of my growing years. You know, my big brother, Charles, he uh, kind of turned me on to them and I just discovered their genius for myself eventually. And so that's probably number one. I mean, I love Steely Dan. Um, you couldn't get more different than Led Zeppelin and Steely right, Dan. Exactly. But... <laughs> right. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. There it is. I appreciate their musicianship and the originality and uniqueness of Steely Dan's music. And then there's Rush, who I, I really didn't like in the very beginning, but grew to absolutely love them. Saw them on their farewell tour. I guess it was three years later, Neil Peart was gone. So, But yeah. that, that is, that's meticulous progressive rock. And they have a few hits, and those probably are my favorites. But the more I listen to the deeper ones from Rush, again, meticulous doesn't even come close to describing what they have accomplished. Yeah. And I actually have a copy of Getty Lee's new uh, memoir, which I'm going to uh, hunker down with over the holidays. Who had the most memorable rock voice that you've heard? A singer? I'm going to say Robert Plant and maybe Ann Wilson of Heart. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. For That's me, it's Freddie Mercury. It just... That's, I thought, all right, put him on my list as well. Okay. <laughs> um, because I love Freddie Mercury. Love what he, such a great voice he had. It was so different. When when Queen came out, and I think You're My Best Friend was their first hit. When they came out, everybody kind of listened to it like, okay, this is, yeah, this is good. But it wasn't rock opera at that point. That was something that they had sort of made a little more vanilla so the general public could listen. And, and then the rest came. And by the time Bohemian Rhapsody came out, I think we all went, what are we listening to? But I love it. It's, is it rock? Is it pop? Is it op? What is this? And that's right. Do you still get people requesting a lot of Queen, Doobie Brothers, Three Dog Night, Chicago, some of that? I, I love all those bands. Um, mm -hmm. On Classic Rewind, we, we focus more on the 80s, late 70s, 80s, and very early 90s. So a lot of it is, you know, U2 and Tom Petty. Boston. But yeah, I mean, that that's, that, that's what they're tuning in for. And, you know, since I'm on social media, that is the best way to communicate with them. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I love to play requests. I, I just have to make sure it hasn't been played already. Uh, or, or somebody else has it coming up later on in the day, because we don't right. want to kill it, you know? Exactly. I know I, I got I got spoiled living in New York City. Uh, I took 34 consecutive Mondays off my senior year of high school. A buddy of mine and I, we'd go around on Sunday and collect the $5.50 for the good seats at the Fillmore and stand online at the box office until it opened on Monday at noon and and buy the tickets for everybody for the show that was coming up a month down the road. Uh, that was that was our job. And saw, I saw everybody there. You saw the Allman Brothers, I imagine. I, I was there. The Allman Brothers, Humble Pie, when they recorded their album. I was there for Emerson, Lake and Palmer's first ever American concert that Bill Graham actually came to introduce them. This is marvelous. But my first concert that I ever went to was at Madison Square Garden. My mother made me wear a suit coat and a tie. Okay. Because she was like the fashion police and it was a concert. But it was uh, Cat Mother and the All Night Newsboys. Buddy Miles Express and the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Wow. Oh, wow. First That's one ever. And I was sitting here with 30,000 people at Madison Square Garden. The only one wearing a damn tie. Well, Jimmy had a tie, but it was tied around his head. But, uh, <laughs> Did you do that? 
You should. No, I didn't do that. I should have done that, but I didn't do that. <laughs> Look, mom, I'm, I'm wearing tie. John, I bet that that jacket and tie came off pretty quickly getting in yeah, there. It did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Don't tell mom, okay? <laughs> no, I won't. That that's fantastic, though, to have that as your first concert at the Garden. Wow. Yeah, Christy, what's the difference to a listener who might not be as radio geeky as we are between? Spectrum, Classic Rewind, and the other classic hits, Serious Channels? Okay, so this, well, I'll start with Classic Vinyl, which I presume you're asking about. Yeah. And then Classic Rewind. There's so much rock and roll. There's so much classic rock that we we did deem it necessary to have two channels to cover both of them. Vinyl, uh, which is on 26, is... Mm -hmm. All the Woodstocky stuff, early Beatles, early Stones, early Who, you know, early 60s up until the mid to late 70s. And that's where Classic Rewind takes over into the 80s, a lot of 80s and then early, early 90s. And then on the spectrum, we play anything we want, basically. <laughs> we play yeah. st music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2000 teens and 20s now. That really, that's why we call ourselves the spectrum, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. interesting. I mean, I have Sirius uh, XM and and you guys are 25, 26. And so I cheat instead of giving you two stations on my button, I hit 25 and then just turn the thing, turn it back, turn it. And um, that's how between I do those two and Yacht Rock Radio and Watercolors, I'm good. I don't need anything else. Yacht Rock uh, is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> I think the great thing about Yacht Rock is how they take, how they don't take themselves seriously at all. The whole no, right, right no. down to the the host of the channel, who's um, one of our production guys, but he just has that great snobby voice, you know. <laughs> the, third and, the third voice from Gilligan's Island. Exactly, love it. You know, <laughs> We're not just Steely Dan cuts. Okay, we mostly are Steely Dan cuts. <laughs> yes, great. I know. And yeah. The Doobie Brothers. I, that's a great channel. I, I love that. Yeah. Indeed. Every All once right. in a while, I, I cheat and I go I go back to uh, the '60s on six just just because I, I love listening to like Shotgun Shotgun Tom yeah. and and right. you know, all those guys. I mean, I, I got to tell you, John, um, the '60s is no longer on Channel Six. That's now yeah, that's right, seven seventy three, isn't it? I think bam, yeah. that's how you know he's a fan. But the '60s on seventy three just doesn't have the same ring to it. I'm no. sorry, that's it <laughs> doesn't. I mean, sixty uh, channel six is now Pop Rocks, which is a great channel. Um, Deep Tracks is another one that uh, went up the dial to three oh eight, I think. And you know who yeah. was on Deep Tracks? Um, uh, Jim Ladd, legendary DJ out of Los uh, Angeles. Oh, uh, he just passed away too, didn't he? He did. He yeah. did 75. So yeah, that was shocking and surprising. I, I think I filled in for him once when I was a part-timer on, on deep tracks, but yeah. legendary guy. And that, and the doors uh, reached out on their Twitter and a couple other, you know, heritage rock bands saying mm -hmm. how sorry they were that uh, yeah. Jim had passed. So he was close to some pretty <laughs> famous yeah. people. Well, in those days too, when you had, you know, uh, well, WNEWFM in New York, KLOS in, in Los Angeles. KLOS yeah. in Los Angeles, yeah. The, was yeah. The, the, the underground FM station and was a KMET in San Francisco. And that the other one, I mm -hmm. think. Anyhow, th those were legendary. I mean, with, without those stations, most of the rock bands that are legendary rock bands probably would never have gotten off the ground. Right. Yeah. It, that, I mean, but that was uh, before the days of payola, I think. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, or in between. <laughs> or, or in between. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they do have a um, 
Digital Millennium Act, uh, which we all have to acknowledge and sign off on, which is to say that you cannot tease a song coming up by title and artist. You can say artist or title, but you can't say both. Gosh forbid someone would, you know, hit record on something and get the whole recording, you know, (laughs) from the radio. Because when you say what a fool believes is coming up, do you think it's (laughs) something other than the doobies version? (laughs) No, I mean, like I'm going to play Stairway to Heaven in a few minutes. I mean, I think everyone would know. It's the cool in the gang version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 you tease something coming up by artist and and maybe a, a a time reference to the song or something, I just sit there and I say, okay, she's gonna play, da da da. Well, that's and, the whole and, idea. And right. Yeah, it keeps you hanging on for the yeah. most part. Keeps you coming yeah. back. Speaking of coming back, I want to we want to come back and talk to you about your love for golf and the fact that you think your game is to quote you meh. yeah okay so i started playing in 1995 we need to interrupt you because we need to take a break and come back and do this this is what happens when you work for commercial free radio we'll be right back (laughs) have you ever tried to buy gold and silver and felt like you were talking to a used car salesman that's because the precious metals industry is like the Wild West. Salesmen can say pretty much anything or make any promise they want without repercussion. But Genesis Gold Group is different. They're a faith-driven Christian precious metals company and believe in educating their customers, not pressuring them for a quick sale. Genesis Gold Group focuses on customer service, not sleazy marketing. Genesis Gold Group is named after the first book of the Bible for a reason. Proper stewardship of wealth is their specialty. Find out why they've earned a 5 out of 5 rating through the Better Business Bureau and how they can help you secure your wealth or retirement through physical precious metals. Call right now to learn more. 800-239-6987. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. That didn't take long. It didn't hurt. We're back. We are the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. I'm Neil Michaels. And Christine Stone is talking about teases and about what's coming up next and stuff. I feel like we could just leave and she could take this over and just we would we could just sit here and just let her go. <laughs> Likewise, you guys can totally have my show. <laughs> well, she's on vacation. I mean, 
That's right. You know where to find us. How I many, am on how many people work there? I'm going to say we have about 800 employees in our New York office. And then we have Washington, D.C. studios. Mm-hmm. We have Nashville studios, Los Angeles, Miami. Los Angeles is our number two uh, operations. That's that's a pretty big place. I think we have studios in Detroit. There's probably for- a few other small. Can't forget offices. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We do have a studio there. Yeah, we yeah. have had a long-time relationship with the Rock Hall in Cleveland. It's a great relationship. We were at the Rock Hall Inductions at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn back in November. And mm. they both came on the air and um, talked and said they both listened to my shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, really? That's so uh-huh. cool. But well, You yeah, do have we, a tendency to to talk as if, and I know it is because you do know these people that you've met them and, and you have stories and, and things that, you know, cause that, that, that's one of the, the whole, the atmosphere of being on the radio is people expect you to know people and to have done things. I mean, you know, I was backstage with heart. Wow. Was, but you, you, know, you still haven't forgotten it. Yeah. Drank scotch <laughs> with the average white band and uh, you know, just things like that. But, but that's the stories you, the yeah, stories you, you, tell you recently great. did some interviews with people like um, I, I just, I had read that you went, you went to a big festival and did a bu- and met a bunch of people. Ice Cube or Ice T, is it Ice Cube? Oh, oh ice um, you're probably thinking of the Rock Hall inductions. Yeah, and I think my first guest was Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine, hmm. and then we had LL Cool J, Carrie Underwood, Cheryl Crow, Peter Frampton. Chris Stapleton. There's a few others. I, I can't recall again off mm. the top of my head, but it's usually on my social media, Instagram or Twitter mm. slash X. That's kind of the reason that people do what John just mentioned. You interviewed all of those people for, you know, country music, hip hop, rock. And so suddenly you've got this depth to you. So when somebody wants to talk to you because they want to get those pieces of that, I learned a lot about rap <laughs> that night because um, I've never been much of a listener or a fan. Um, I certainly have heard of these people, but, um, you know, it was their 50th anniversary of the first hip hop record. Yeah. That was uh, an enormous milestone. And I think a lot of people didn't even know it's been around since 1973, you know. What, what do they consider the first hip hop record? Is it the Sugar um, Hill Gang? You know, no, the first, <laughs> no. No, the first might, unfor- might have been pub- public enemy. Unfortunately, um, the, the song that was considered the first hip hop slash talking song like that was Rapture by Blondie. Okay. Yeah. I was going to okay. say Rapture from Blondie, but I don't know if that's it because that was uh, late 70s. And if they had their 50th anniversary, that's why I say it was kind of yeah. like an underground yeah. movement for many, many of the early years, I think. Because yeah. you're right. Sugar but, Hill Gang was, was the first, I think crossover big one yeah but there uh, there was also um but that was 78 79 soon oh well then Man. yeah so there had yeah. to have been something maybe they just yeah. didn't cross over and it was there and and we weren't playing it on top 40 radio at that point because it had no exactly <laughs> i mean but for them to forge ahead 50 years later i think it's it's pretty cool pretty yeah. remarkable so yeah. let me ask you christine what's a nice girl from connecticut how'd you get involved in playing golf there's only like six months a year to play golf in Connecticut. Yeah, it's a drag. I, I really hope to change that at some point. Well, uh, when I first got married, we used to play a lot of tennis. Okay. And then my then husband um, 
blew out um, consecutive knees, torn ACLs. Mm. So um, tennis was really off of the uh, menu, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So we started taking some golf lessons and Tiger Woods was still an amateur at the Open that year. And we sucked. God, we sucked for the first, (laughs) you know, two years. We just basically spent most of our time at the range because you you can't get out there and hack and have, you know, groups behind you. And it's just nerve wracking. So um, we did a lot of range time. And then you you just kept playing and playing. And now would you say that on a scale of one to ten, what would you say your level of crazy about golf is? Well, me personally, I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to, you know, have a huge presence in my life. I, I can tell you, honestly, having kids really digs into that golf time. And I, I always used to be such a snob, you know, when, when I had kids, I, I was a 17 handicap, which is, you know, bogey golf, basically. Yeah. I, I think I had an 84, my all time low, which I was perfectly content with, but I was never reached that again and <laughs> um, got further and further away from it as I was in the throes of parenthood. So yeah. they're older now, and I really want to try to get back into it. You know what um, is the issue now is flexibility uh-huh. <laughs> and strength. <laughs> and so I feel like I have to get into training uh, just to play golf, but I'm happy to do it. I mean, Sounds I like just... sounded like an excuse, Christine. That sounded like an excuse. <laughs> it's a, it might be an excuse, uh, Neil, but I'll tell you both. It's um, it's a valid reason. Um, I was a hands-on mom, and so, you know, they, they were just too little to um, mm-hmm. leave them for six hours. You know. Yeah, exactly. That is on well, the know. cover of Motherhood magazine, by the way. Is my golf game suffered because of my kids? It's the it's a headline right on top of Motherhood magazine. Yeah. Could have been by me. Yeah. It's recurring scene. <laughs> Sounded I like mean, it was my, actually. <laughs> since my kids were born, I think my lowest score was probably a 91, mm-hmm. which again, doesn't feel terrible, but it's not 84, you know? Uh, the average score is 105, if it makes you feel any better. Well, that's where I'm at now. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> you you know, I just, just as an aside, you know, the um, PGA championship this year is being played here in Louisville, Kentucky, where I happen to reside. Oh, really? At the Valhalla Golf Course. Will you be going? Yes, I will be covering. I, I have media credentials. Ooh, Good. Get you me should through. be. You better be there, John. Yeah. Yeah. So take a couple of days off. Bring your clubs. Come on down. We'll play some golf. Only if I've practiced. When is it? May. I think second weekend in May, I think. So you'll have three Ooh. or four weeks of decent weather by then. Yeah, it's Kentucky. Maybe. It gets it gets warm in February here. Oh, okay, that's nice. I have some relatives in Florence. Well, that's which that's is, officially Cincinnati, but that's okay. It is. <laughs> we always say Cincinnati, but technically they live in Florence. Yeah, so, yeah. but it doesn't really get nice in New England until like June. Yeah, I know. I, I grew up in Maine and Boston, and uh, oh, it's so you, you know, know. Then I then I when I finally when I the, my my morning gig in Charleston, South Carolina when the the head of the city golf courses was a fan and he heard me say something about golf and he called me up and he says, John, you play golf? I said, yeah. And he says, anytime, man, give me a call. So I'd get off the air at 10, do a little production till 1030. I was, I was on the first tee by 11. I'd play three, four days a week. I was getting good the three years I was in Charleston, man. Isn't it funny how suddenly the nap schedule changed when he had a chance to play golf? (laughs) 
Oh yeah. <laughs> nap? Yeah. I don't need those thinking naps. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, I would, I would make that same sacrifice. Yeah. Um, hey, not only yeah. are you a fan, but didn't you also weren't, didn't you um, appear on PGA tour radio on Sirius XM? Yeah, I was with um, John McGinnis and Brian Katrick a couple times this past year, or last year, I should say. It was uh, spring, um, April and May of 2023. They were so nice. They were uh, funny, and I only had like, you know, 10 minutes with them, but it was it was fun. We were talking about the Open in Los Angeles and Ricky Fowler and you know, he was charging with a 63 the first day and I was rooting for him the whole time. That's yeah. what it, I, that's what I, I saw on either your social media or somewhere that, you know, it was a, the big headline was that you were really rooting for Ricky Fowler. And I thought, is it, was it just that he was, he's the kind of guy you can relate to? Yeah. Well, I mean, Liv has really changed how I feel about a lot of the players. Um, you know, I, I used to like, Brooks for a few minutes, um, and then he just got entirely too cocky for me. Same with Dustin Johnson, and now John Rahm is going. I mean, that just boils down to good old-fashioned greed, in my view. I guess you could really uh, point the finger at uh, Greg Norman. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think he is the one who opened this whole box or can of worms. You know, it's just another business venture for him. And I can see why it's appealing, obviously, the money. But other than that, it's pretty empty. There's no tradition involved. You don't right. see a thousand people in the, you know, at, at the driving range watching Tiger Woods, you know, hit <laughs> practice balls like they did last week. I, I loved that PNC championship. I thought yeah. that was. I'm waiting okay. for Charlie to grow up, man. That's I'm, oh, I'm going to wow. be Charlie's number one fan, man. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a lot of his younger dad traits in him. And Just watch them swing. They they are they're carbon copies of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a yeah. carbon copy of dad. He, he needs to watch his cockiness because I can already see it flourishing. But yeah. I I like the the humble players like Victor Hovland. Mm-hmm. Very subtle. That guy uh, made the cut. I think at every tournament this this past year. Yeah, every time he played, made the cut. And he doesn't flaunt it, and you know he's um, he he's he's anti-live. So I'm pro Victor Hovland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's That's history it. with the PGA. Anyway, just one quick question before: How tall is that tree behind you? That's a ten footer. <laughs> ten footer. Okay, wow. okay. We have some high ceilings here, so go big or go home. For people who are watching on YouTube, it kind of looks like you have a '50s hairdo. It's it's right behind you, so it's you've got your hair, and then you've got the tree oh, coming right out funny. the top of your head, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it looks like a Marge Simpson thing with the tree behind you. Sorry, exactly. <laughs> I, I am trying to bring the beehive back. Um, you could you could pull it off. Really, you could totally pull it off. My job. It's because of my job. Yeah. I, I've just I've gone through years of trying to wear my hair down, and then I take the headphones off and i've got this kink you know so i just put it up and it's pretty much been up for uh, at least the last 20 years we used to you know (laughs) people who call people who sleep on their head and wake up and bed bed head yes in in radio where i grew up when you would take the headphones off because they were the big cans we would call it can head because your yeah. hair would just be mashed in at the sides and then straight at the top yeah. with the big Correct. stripe across the top where the where the top was. Correct. Those, that, those that's cost still pro happening. four double A's, man. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I want to do something we've never done on this show. We need to go into the next segment, which is the six pack, which is where we fire off 
six questions at you. Boom, boom, boom. We want the very first answer that comes to mind. Don't think about it, all that kind of stuff. But I want you to take us out to break and then take just take it, Christine. Okay, well, the approach shot will be right back. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1097. 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. And just as Christine said, the approach shot is right back. Here we are. I'm seriously. It makes me wonder why we're here. You guys are having fun, obviously, and you're playing commercials, so you're making a little money. That's good. That we are making as little money as possible. (laughs) I'm Neil Michaels, and Christine Stone is with us today from Sirius XM, but she's also a voiceover artist. So if you are a company out there that is looking for a phenomenal female voice, christinestonemedia.com. Go there, listen to her reels, including the incredible promos you did for the Yankee broadcasts. I was like, damn, I hate the Yankees and I'd listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't, I I only did the promos for, um, for those games, but their own staff at WFAM, they they would uh, carry the games and do the color commentary and all that. But I just did the the voiceovers for uh, the promotion of those games. And that was a fun time. That was only for a few years. But I I got to work with um, Mark Chernoff, who used to be Howard Stern's boss a million years ago in those uh, new studios that they have uh, in lower Manhattan. So that was like a train ride to New York and then a subway you know, back up to Sirius XM. That was busy. I wouldn't want to do that anymore now. <laughs> and don't, well, now you could do it from home, probably. Correct. All right. Do you guys voice track? 
or do you do this this stuff live? There's both, actually. Okay. I, I tend to do my shows pretty much close to live every day, Monday through Friday. If I want a weekend off, I can do that. I can do the weekend shows in advance. But, you know, being at home, you know, sometimes people die. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when Rick Ocasek of the Cars died, I was on the air five minutes later with the story. And, you know, Eddie Money and Jeff Beck. I mean, so yeah. that is one of the benefits of being at home is you can just jump on the air whenever. Right. Enough chit chat. Let's fire off some some six pack at you. We're going to give you six questions. We're going to fire them off at you. We want you to give you the very first thought that comes to mind. If not, we'll go ah, because we're too cheap to buy a buzzer. And that will mean, come on, Christine, we're catching you. Let's go. You ready? I guess. <laughs> All right. Question one. If you could have a beer and talk music with anyone in history, who would it be and why? Oh, Jimmy Page, for sure. Uh, just would I love hearing him orate, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> and he's not afraid to just tell story after story. And I think if I asked him, you know, how did you come up with the title for this song or that song? He would remember and give me a succinct answer. He's uh, really, really uh, well-spoken. Love it. See how easy that was? You were worried about this segment. I feel like it's <laughs> going to get harder. You're probably right. <laughs> Question two, you have some very cool nicknames, as we've already talked about, Stoner, Stony, Baloney, which you're going to have to tell us where that came from. Who has the coolest nickname in golf? Oh, wow. Um, do they have nicknames? I mean, probably amongst shoot. themselves. I just always call everybody by their real name. And I guess it would be uh, lefty would be Phil Mickelson. Yeah, and I'm a lefty. Even though I play righty, I am a left handed. So, mm. oh. They did that to you, huh? That's funny. He's oh, right-handed. The golden bear. I'm sorry. There's the golden bear. There it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but okay. but Phil is right-handed normally, but he learned and how to play golf by, by mirroring his dad. He stood in front of his dad and just mimicked everything his dad did. And so he was doing it all left-handed. See? So if you're not a fan of Phil Mickelson, you can be like, even your nickname is a lie. <laughs> Thank you, John. You know what? I didn't I didn't know that Phil was actually right-handed. That's incredible. It is. There yeah. was a time when I was probably um like 11 or 12, I could have played either way, but didn't have any left-handed clubs, so I just right. went with the right hand. And now there's no other way for me to do it. All right, question 3. This is the hard one. Sirius XM has just given you, Christine, the chance to put together a classic rock concert with any three living and touring bands. Who is the opening act? Who comes on next? And who's the headliner? Wow, that's an excellent question. I would probably put Red Hot Chili Peppers and then Foo Fighters and then uh, the Eagles. Wow, I'd go to that show. Hell (laughs) yes, I'd go to that show. Yeah, but he'd want to be calmed, Christine. Well, of course. (laughs) And and probably have backstage passes, too. Of course. Have you seen the Eagles? I don't go to a show unless I can go backstage. (laughs) I have never seen the Eagles, though. I've had tickets twice. I've only seen them once. They were fantastic. That was 2019 before. I was going to say, are they as great? Because their farewell tours have now gone on for five years. Uh, are (laughs) are Are they still sounding as good? Tight as ever. It's unbelievable. They're a little slow getting up in the morning, but who isn't? Um, <laughs> but they get up there and they are just tight. It's amazing. Love it. Love it. All right. Question four. The approach shot genie just showed up and bestowed upon you the power to change 
one rule in golf, what would you change? Oh boy. Um, hmm. I don't know. It would probably have to be the, the drop in place. I'm sorry. Scratch that. I would want to be able to ground my club in a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. I thought for sure she was going to say have men wear shorts on because that's oh, yeah, I'm waiting I, for that. I mean, sometimes these guys are broiling out there uh, yeah. at, at these tournaments for four days and I do feel for them. I mean, they can go to live and wear shorts, of course. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they should be able to wear shorts. There's one had, rule I've tried to get the USGA to change and they didn't even think it was funny, but, but I told them that I think $4 is enough of a penalty for a lost ball. You really shouldn't have to take a stroke too. There's out of bounds and those lateral hazards, you know, yeah. you gotta. We had uh, a, a former Miss America on a friend of John's Heather French Henry. And she said she thought all men should have to wear speedos when they play. So <laughs> <laughs> it could be a chafing issue. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, I'm sure that's exactly what we were thinking. All right. Just guessing. <laughs> I feel like I've kind of asked you this, but question five, give me the best male classic rock voice ever. And the best female classic rock voice ever. Right. Um, it's gotta be Robert Plant and, um, Ann Wilson. Yeah, no, no question. Yep. I, I I could argue Freddie Mercury. I could even argue Michael McDonald. I could argue some guys, but I don't think anybody could touch Ann Wilson. She's amazing. I, I just did an artist confidential with her in New York recently, and she was easy to talk to, and her voice sounds great. I, I think she's 72, 73. Wow. Um, but she's still beautiful, yeah. and her voice is still amazing. And right. I, that was uh career high point for me for sure yeah there i heard that. that that was that was a great thing you did with her that was great i enjoyed oh, it thank immensely you. thank you john i loved it that should have been question 5b which was you know what's who have you interviewed that was the highlight <laughs> of your career let's go ahead and back that back up on that who would <laughs> other than her who would it be well, I interviewed um, Robert Plant once. He was kind of full of himself. I'm sorry. I mean, I guess he has a right to be, but um, I found it a little off-putting. Like, come on, man. Who the hell do you think you are? I got a picture with him. He was very nice. I asked him what he did behind the scenes when Jimmy Page was in the middle of you know, uh, a guitar solo or if they were doing Moby Dick with John Bonham on drums for 15 minutes, what were you doing backstage, Robert? And he turns and he looks at me and he says, fellatio. Oh, <laughs> I know. I was like, did what? What did you think you're receiving? Did you, did you get him to clarify? I did. I, I He didn't answer that. Oh, okay. okay. Is this reciprocal? And, you know, <laughs> kind of laughed it off, but I, I thought that was... <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. All right. In question six, and we ask this of every guest we have on the show, since we are the approach shot, Christine Stone, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? In my approach to life? To life. What one well, rule do you live by? We're getting deep here. Keep... Well, yeah. I mean, um, for me, um, I just I, I just keep moving forward. Uh, I don't like to look back. Um, I mean, I'll take a peek once in a while, but I don't stare. You know? <laughs> and you just gotta, you gotta keep busy. Life, life can, you know, be whatever you want it to be, but to sit around and wait for it to come to you, not going to happen. So mm. you got to get out there and go for what you want. 
Very love cool. it. Christine, you are off the hot seat. Well done <laughs> on the uh, six pack and a half. That, that's a good segment. That's very good. You guys Thank almost you. stumped me on a couple there. I, I, I like when you say that's a good question. That makes us feel good. It feeds the ego. makes me want to do it again. Oh, wait, we'll do that. <laughs> We're all radio geeks um, and you guys are doing a great job. This is a great show. Thank appreciate you. it. We'll spread the appreciate word it. and we will do the same. Yes, indeed. Thank you guys, John and Neil. I appreciate your time. It's fun. Absolutely. You too. And we'll be listening for you every day on Sirius XM on Spectrum. And um, we'll just, just love on you on, on, I, we're both classic rock geeks, so we're just going to love you on Classic Rewind, too. You guys play the music both I, I listened to growing up and the stuff I played on the radio. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, happy holidays and happy new year. Thank Same you. To and you, too. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Christine Stone, Bye. thanks for joining us on The Approach Shot. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.